Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. How do you do? I am Dan Day. Go on to that Twitter world and give me a follow at Dan Day Radio. Also want to let you know tonight, going to be out at Historic Dockers in Dania Beach. Going to be doing some trivia around 7.30, so join me there. And also, thank you so much for listening to the best of the Joe Show. I'm not closing things up. I'm actually opening things up. In just a little bit, going to hear from the Joe Rose Show talking with John Offerdahl. John Offerdahl, been headbutting people and laying down some hits. He's also doing some good things for the good people of South Florida and all across the world. So we're going to hear about that. Dan Lebetard's show talking French fries, getting me hungry. And Stephen A. Smith taking some phone calls. But right now, let's take in some headlines. The Jimmy Butlerless Heat defeated Memphis last night 120 to 101 Justice Winslow led all scores with 27 Miami plays in Milwaukee Saturday at 5 tonight the Redskins will be playing the Vikings at 8:20 in the college ranks it's SMU versus Houston at 7:30 the Dolphins play Monday against Pittsburgh Saturday linebacker Zach McLeod will play one more game this season for the Canes when they take on Pitt he will remain eligible for a red shirt. The Nats defeated the Astros in Game 2 of the World Series last night, 12-3. Game 3 is tomorrow at 8. Sources claim the Phillies will hire former Yankees manager Joe Girardi. Remember, Girardi coached the Marlins back in 2006. The Panthers play the Flames tonight in Calgary at 9. Listen to it here on 560 The Joe. The MLS playoffs continue tonight with Atlanta United taking on Philadelphia at 8. Then El Trafico, LAFC versus the LA Galaxy kicks off at 10:30. Inner Miami will begin league play in March. And now let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> Recently, a prime parking spot in Hong Kong sold for one million dollars. And you think parking in Miami is expensive? Scientists have trained rats to drive, and apparently, driving lowers the rat's stress level. Apparently, they're not driving on I-95 during rush hour. Now on to weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast has a 50% chance of rain with temperatures around 85. Join us for Breeders' Cup weekend at Champions at Hylia Park, Miami's most beautiful simulcasting center. Watch and wager in air-conditioned comfort at the original Champions. Champions at Hialeah Park. Joe Rose Show, weekday morning 6 to 10 right here on 560 The Joe. This morning they got you up with bagels. That's right. John Offerdahl, former Dolphin great, talking how big he is on bagels, stepping into Coach Shula's office and popping Bo Jackson. Johnny Offerdahl is joining us right now. He's got a pretty big event, the 10th <laughs> annual event coming up. We had to look that up to make sure it was 10 man, years how straight. how about that? John, first off, congratulations. Your event is awesome, but 10 years in, man. Woo! Good job. 10 years, that's longer than I played in the NFL, Joe. Johnny, I will tell you what, what you've done and building it up and all the things you've added and, and bringing all the restaurants and great chefs and great uh, wine and everything else you have out there has really made that thing uh, super special. You've, you've done a great job of getting everybody and, and staying with it. Mm. So we were sitting, I don't know if you had a chance to hear us uh, before <laughs> you came on. 
I did not. I did not, but I I bet you I know what you're going to say. No, no, no. I know you think you know, but all he's going to ask is just to get this out of the way. Do you ever eat bagels anymore? Do you ever go, you know, I get the – I get there. I'm gonna have a bagel, honey, this morning. You ever do that? I do. Yeah, okay. I do. I still, uh, you know, I didn't I know love if you were burned out on him. I didn't know. No, no, I'm not. But as you know, I'm trying to get you to shift your mind, and you're just stuck on dough. Right. No, yeah, you know right. what's funny? And I told it's par- him, partially my fault, John. I, I can't told give it Zach. Up. I, I told Zach on the air. I said, I told Zach on the air. I said, Zach, John Offer, I was getting tired of me always talking about this bagel thing. That's long gone. He's into health food. His right, restaurants right. are built really? on really, really? Right. Te- right. very tasty stuff. It's not the bagel off coming up. It's the gridiron. Gr- By the like way, that, you're right. I'm not just a friend. I'm a client. I eat there, man. That place right, is Right, of course. Uh, Joe, place- you, here's a good way for your mind to convert. It's from right. bagel boy to grill guy. I'm a grill guy now. Oh, you're growing I up. I grill. So we got to get that into your brain because I got to get you to say grilling. Every time you say bagel, it sets me back to 20 years. No, no, and I don't want to live in the past. I don't want to be that guy that always exaggerates that story in the locker room that day when we were young men. I'm not doing that today. I'm not. He loves telling that story, though, John, and I love it. It's one of my favorite stories. Oh, no. Well, exactly. let me tell you a Joe yeah. Rose story. Because Please. Joe played uh, probably one, one year with me, Joe. I think yeah. my first year was your last year. That's right. That's right. You know, as a rookie, you come in, everything's, like, magnified. Everything, right? Don Chulo, oh, my God. He's, he's, he's literally next to God. Um, and Joe Rose was right next to Don. But um, anyways, I, I went, Joe asked me to do a, a radio interview because he was doing radio by, at that time. And he was actually playing for the, for the Dolphins, too. So I went on a show. It was, you know, it was a, a talk show, and I expected it to be kind of uh, safe. And the next thing you know... <laughs> Joe starts starts criticizing the team and coach and everything, and I'm I, I'm a rookie and I don't know what to say. Yeah, that was my first interview that I actually is had. Is that to, true? Uh, did I do that? I, I mean, did I really well, do that? You know how what, everything's magnified when you're young. I mean, yeah. I was just like sterile, and and you were probably at the end of your career and just yes. you know you getting well, through it and having an opportunity to vent a little bit maybe maybe you had a bad day of practice I don't know but I just felt like wow this guy is going to be something on radio well, that's what about, I knew I knew how, that how he about, had a career so I didn't have a filter back then when I first started I didn't Wait, quite you got one now you have one now I'm you a really lot better own that skill so so <laughs> one day I used to sprint out of practice and go down and do a couple hours and so somebody called in and said hey uh, our, our defensive front's getting hammered. Why don't we go to a four-man front? We're getting ready to play the Bills. And I go, it's funny you mention that. We just put it in mm. in practice. We mm. got a four-man yeah. front for the first time. We're going to go with four instead of the four linebackers. We're going with four defensive linemen. Never thought anything of it. The mm. next day, Carl Tassif was waiting for me when I came in, and I went back. I was only in Coach Shula's office maybe four, nah, maybe three or four times. And you know when you go in his office, it's never to go, hey, I'm really happy with the way you're playing. I just wanted to remind you that you've been great. Thank you so much for, for great play. You know you're getting your ass chewed when you went in there. He, like the Bills are listening. Are you that stupid? I mean, he blasted me. And I realized, you know, at the time, it's funny. After he said, I go, man, that really was stupid what I did. It was really, really dumb. So The John, start of a lot of stupid things. Yeah, guess, Johnny. So now I've gone through things of saying stupid things all right. throughout all these years. And, and, yes, people still get mad. So it's it's been bad. Oh, Joe, your stupid has done very well for you. Right, very no, it's well. paid off well. Look at this, 20-plus years <laughs> being stupid. 
<laughs> who, who knew that would pay after all these years? John, uh, I got to I got to talk a little bit about the Gridiron Grill Off. It's uh, November 9th, by the way. Sure. It's the 10th annual event. Uh, it's a food, wine, and music festival. There's going to be 22 South mm-hmm. Florida restaurants, 22 NFL legends to compete on the grill to raise money for the Offered All Handoff Foundation. It's an awesome event. You're also going to have what Brett Young I saw there live concert. Brett Young cornhole tournament. Right. I mean, you really do it all. It's a fun event for a couple of days. Talk a little bit about this great event now that your 10th annual. It's amazing. For the first year, we started out in Weston, and uh, Joe, you were there. It was uh, right out in the parking lot, and then That's uh, right. after that, we moved it to Pompano Beach Amphitheater and Park. And for the last nine years. Uh, we've grown a festival that I think really competes for maybe the best food and wine festival, bar none. So um, we put a lot of effort into the details of the event. It's really a high-end event. Uh, most people think a uh, uh, backyard barbecue and grilling is hot dogs and hamburgers, and this is as far away from that as you can possibly get. Uh, these chefs are coming from the top uh, restaurants and hotels in South Florida. Uh, you know, the Ritz-Carlton's, the S3s, the uh, just quality restaurants that uh, bring chefs that, uh, you know, like we got we got dishes I can't even articulate. I don't know the words in them. Uh, they're so spoofy. And what's fun is, like, we'll, we'll name the dish after the player, but the, the player-chef team actually really executes the dish and really vies for the fans' vote, and it's very competitive and fun. And so we got 22 high-end dishes that are paired up with beverages and wines and different types of uh, liquor drinks. And uh, it's just a very festive environment for food and drink. But then, uh, like you mentioned before, there's cornhole, there's um, tailgating, there's uh, a barbecue competition with pit masters, and it just uh, celebrates the life off the grill. Um, at the same time, it raises money for our foundation to give back to our community. And what's cool about it is when 22, you know, um, dolphins get together and, you know, they're, they're using their time and talents and name to, you know, to, to just make an impact in South Florida for something good. I, I kind of think that's the best of what sports is all about and uh, the NFL and the Miami Dolphin brand. Pretty good stuff. By the way, you have you have a favorite of those 22 restaurants? Is, is there one? I know you, you, you got all great restaurants, but is there one you're kind of like, you're kind of your favorite yeah. there of the group? Last year, Channing Crowder, he actually won the thing with S3. Uh, what? Oh, yes, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah, you mean the did. defensive and coordinator for University High School? <laughs> that's right. Oh, wow, I didn't know <laughs> that. Multitasker, yeah. Damn, Channing. Uh, and S3 has been a, a such a strong restaurant for us over the last five years. Um I would probably say Biltmore down there in Miami has um, has done a great job uh, and um, just has a, a top chef, too, and they've won it uh, four or five times with Louis Oliver. It's kind of fun. There's uh, some repeat winners. Uh, Troy Strafford with uh, Greg McGowan out of Pelican Landing at uh, Pier 66 has done an amazing job oh, over the years, wow. too. Yes. They kind of separate themselves over the yeah. years, and the, the top ones kind of come through pretty strong, but... I mean, we got like uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm looking at a list this year. Channing's got he's with us three again out in the Hilton Fort Lauderdale Beach Hotel. He's got grilled bean curd avocado infused sushi rice. Wow! Uh, I have no idea what grilled bean curd avocado infused. Oh no, sushi I don't know. Is, I don't but know, but you know it's good. Whatever yeah. it is, I'm gonna it's taste gonna be it. Good. I know that. Infused, yeah. no I get a little nervous. <laughs> it will it will be it will be good. Whatever it is, you don't have to worry about that. I'm with you. That uh, uh, wow. here's listen to this. Louis Oliver's got the grilled octopus, octopus <laughs> with, oh, that sounds oh, here good. we go, sofriti, chorizo, chorizo, crispy potato, almonds, and chorizo aioli. 
I know that last word, Aeolid. 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 I think you, I think you butchered words. more than half those names yeah. right yeah. there yeah. Uh, of this delicious <laughs> he, No, he food. barbecued them. That's what he did. Boy, did you, right. just, yeah. you just oh, toasted them up, man, right them. there. <laughs> Boy, did you ever. So I can't believe it. So Brother Channing's been winning a bunch of right, these damn things. Course. That's unbelievable. He's on, he's on yeah, his high horse he, right now. He plays low, but, you know, he loves food. He, he loves to eat it, and he, he actually is pretty good at uh, making it, too. So he tries to get his uh, culinary uh, tweak in, in his recipes and – that's what's kind of fun about it is the, these guys actually start pairing up with these restaurants and hotels and uh, over the years start making a really good relationship. And then the fans get to just come around and uh, meet the players in a kind of a low-key environment um, and a very festive environment. It, it's coming up, when is it, the, the 9th of right. November. Uh, it starts at 12 o'clock. Uh, goes till uh, five, and then at five thirty the concert star, uh, opens up and starts. So kind of an all-day affair of fun, enjoyment, uh, but yeah, you, you, at the same time everybody knows that they're raising money to give back to South Florida. Yeah. Hey, one of the key things that's kind of cool this year is the winner. We have a fan vote and a judges vote, but the fan vote winner actually will go to the Taste of the NFL the day before the Super Bowl wow. and compete in uh, a Super Bowl um, food and wine festival that. Uh, oh, I've been a part big. of for the past 10 yeah. years, too. And, it's yeah, it goes to every Super Bowl. And I just wanted to plug the taste of the NFL because they do an amazing job of giving back to the local community through food banks. And so everything that we raise and give to the um, taste of the NFL, they'll actually match. And all that money stays down here in South Florida. That's so that's awesome. a pretty neat thing yeah. also this year since the Super Bowl is in South Florida. Boy, John, you're you're doing a lot of stuff. You're you're an Orange Bowl committee member, right? You're on that. Well, I have been, and I still am. But um, I've uh, been a little bit um, slack in my duties. How about you, Joe? Wow. John, don't worry. Uh, you can never lose. Once you get the orange jacket, I know Greasy doesn't do anything anymore either, but you're, you're always in. Not to throw Greasy well, under. him under the bus, Greasy's man. up in Jupiter <laughs> worrying God. about his pitching wedge right now. He's not doing anything either with that. But, John, man, you got a lot of great stuff going on there, yeah. man. It, it is uh, it is great. It really is. And uh, November 9th, the 10th annual event. Uh, Ten years, man. Well done. John, yep. I just got a text that came in on the text line. said, you have a copy of the game on tape where you popped Bo Jackson was at the Senior Bowl or an All-Star game. Do you remember that highlight? Yeah, was that, that was Bo the Jackson? Senior Bowl, and that is as good of a highlight as I – I mean, I think that's probably the pinnacle play in my career. And is I don't right? have a video. So if oh. anybody can find a video of that game, let alone that play, <clears throat> I will be indebted. I will have free food at Offered Alls for at least a day. Oh, okay, yeah. I was about to say. Hey, that's good. That's not bad. Right, right. That is that really motivate people. John, that's pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Like, I can't believe somebody remembers that. That's it. We had two texts this morning come in about that, and I had to re- – I, yeah. I thought of the Eric Dickerson. I go, no, the Eric Dickerson hit. And they go, no, 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 no. Literally, but, uh, it says popped Bo Jackson. That was in the text message. Well, well do, do I have time to tell that story? I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll make yeah, it no, quick. no, no. It's your show. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, okay. you go ahead. Go ahead. My show? So I, I, I'm at Western Michigan. I, I played in one uh, East-West Shrine game, and that was it. I, was, I played the game. I actually played pretty good. That night, I got a call from the North-South game, the Senior Bowl. And they said, hey, a linebacker just left, and we have an opening. We'd like to have you play. So I said, oh, my gosh, absolutely. I go down to Mobile, and that's where the NFL coaches coach the game. Dan Reeves was the coach for our team. And before you know it, I'm playing. I, 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 I end up starting, and uh, they uh, assign a captain t- to myself. And the day before the game, 
as we're preparing for the game, they say, all right, we're going to do goal line defense. And here's what's going to happen, but we're not going to really practice it. We're just going to draw it up because you can't practice this. Oh and what they gosh. said is, John, you on the snap of the ball are going to jump over the guard center gap. Just jump as high as you can. Don't worry about seeing anything. You're not, you're not supposed to see anything. Just do it. And they knew at that time how coachable I was. So in the game, on the goal line, in the second quarter, they, they, it was a fourth down and less than one yard. They called my name. They called the play. I literally jumped without ever seeing any Bo Jackson. And as I was in the air, lo and behold, he came exactly where they said oh, they would come. And I hit him. And that happened twice in that game. And no one had ever stopped Bo Jackson, the Heisman Trophy winner that year, from doing that. Because how do you pr- – they even on offense, they can't practice that because it's kind of embarrassing. The guy falls on the ground, right? Right. But um, it was one of those unique plays that uh, I just – I did what the coach told me to, right? And uh, the, let alone, all of a sudden, at the top of the pile, I find Bo Jackson, and I had the momentum. So that it was kind wow. of a cool play. Uh, yeah. the, the video, I ended up winning the, uh, the player of the game for that. It kind of catapulted me up to, to where the Dolphins picked second me. Second round? round. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then so he came whoever in. called yeah. you, thanks, because that, yes. that, that really did kind of change. John, that's incredible, man. That is, uh, that is fantastic. That is such <laughs> – a good story. That's a great story. I'm glad but, someone uh, texted that in. I thought you were going to talk about Bo threw you out at, like, third base, man, when he was out <laughs> on the fence, and he ran up the fence and threw one to third, and, you you know. This is a great finish, and, like, years later, after I played the game, um, I was in a golf tournament with Bo, and uh, it was a two-day golf tournament, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I got a picture of this great tackle at home. Huge picture. I'd blown it up. And so I brought it with me the oh. next day, and I put it in front of him, and I said, hey, Bo, do you mind just signing this? He remembered immediately, and he looked at me. We kind of laughed, and he wrote. He writes on there, Bo Jackson, and he then underneath he said, "Never again." <laughs> I was like, "What? What's that all about?" So you got to is... hear this. If I'm going to finish this story, I've had two dogs in my life. One was when I was playing, and I called him Tackle, right, Golden Retriever. Yeah. The second one I, I have right now, and it's you know it's getting to be about 13 years old, right? But I called him Bo. Wow. And I live in Triptych, so. Joe, here's the quiz. What is my third golden retriever going to be named? Jackson. Exactly. Yeah, it's got to be Jackson. Yeah, Bo be. Jackson. There you go. Oh, Bo Jackson. Oh, you are. Oh, John. I told you John's a little different bird. Did I tell you that, how good creative that was? Oh, my God. Johnny offered all. You know what? That's as good a story as you have ever told. Wow. And I did not know about that Bo Jackson stuff. Hey, oh, I'm truly impressed. Hey, one been- last thing. All right, they go ahead. Just take it. Hell, where it yeah, this is my going, show, yeah. so give me some time. They <laughs> got a linebacker on the on the Miami Dolphins, <laughs> and I thought you for sure would pick up on this. He's number forty-seven. What's his name? Oh, uh, Beagle Man. Be- oh, I thought they said Bagel. I could have. No, it's Beagle. <laughs> that Bagel. No, John, you're on such a roll. Right? You were doing great, and actually, such a roll. I thought we call him Cranberry Man. He grew up on a in a in Wisconsin. Cranberry Marsh. Cranberry right, Marsh. Right, right. Right. Call him Cranberry Bagel. That's exactly. We used to make those uh, cranberry bagels. Did you make cranberry bagels? Yeah. yeah I thought we I, weren't I, talking I about bagels. And there you go. Oh, we're talking about bagels. Johnny, I'm going to ask you for the last time before you go, how much money did you make when you sold that bad boy? <laughs> John, you take more care of More than you did that year. <laughs> Joe, more than you've ever made.
In your life. November 9th, the Gridiron Grill Off. And for the rest of the day today, I'll be searching for video so I can get free food for a day and offer to a grill. I'm going to find that video, John, and I'm going to eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks yeah. at your place that day. Johnny Offered Off, uh, thank you, buddy. Thank you, John. Really pre- Always great guys. talking Don't to forget, you, man. Go to gridirongrilloff.com to get the tickets, and I love you guys. Thank you very much All for right. letting me on We love you, too, and I love your wife, too. It's not. I love his wife. I know, but like you could just say hello to your wife. It's a grown-up John. No, it's a grown-up I love. It's not like I, uh, I love lover. I, I love her. All right. Thank We're you, done. John. Any story that includes Bo Jackson is a story I want to hear. Idolize Bo Jackson growing up. If I ever got to meet him, I'd lose my mind. I'd probably lose my mind if I ran into John Offerdahl, too, and Joe Rose. I'm never really here in the morning. I'm usually afternoons and evenings. So I'm just a big Dolphins fan. And who isn't, even though this year kind of, also a big fan of the Dan Lebitard show. You can hear it right here from 10 to 1 every weekday, and you're going to hear from those crazy guys next on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. How do you do? I am Dan Day. Go ahead, give me a follow on Twitter. I'd appreciate it so much. At Dan Day Radio. Speaking of Dan, Dan's the man. Dan Lebitard, supposed to be back on the radio Tomorrow, he's either been on his honeymoon or traveling in the Great Pacific. I don't know where he's at. Doesn't matter. His team holding it down here in the 305 and nationally. Talking about the Heat being a blue-collar team. Kendrick Nunn gets some. Hating Hassan Whiteside. And, oh, man, I'm so hungry right now. I haven't eaten all day. Top five French fries. Uh, what do you make of the Heat? Because I had Bill Simmons on my podcast, Stupidity. It's out today. Uh, please go check it out. And Simmons was telling me he has the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, really likes that team a lot. And last night, 120-101 to 101 over the Grizzlies without Jimmy Butler. Yeah, uh, that, that score is a little misleading. The game was a lot closer for about three quarters and some change. It was a glorified summer league game last night uh, where I told Mike right before we went on air that the Heat looked like that summer league team that brought back all second-year players so they all know how to play and stuff while the Grizzlies are a bunch of rookies and they didn't know what they were doing. The one thing that I can say about being in that building is there just seems to be a different kind of verve, a joie de vivre that they have about just playing hard. And it's crazy looking around, seeing the fans really respond to a super blue collar sizzleless team. Right. Just play hard and, and get out in the break and, and dunk on people and all that. So it was fun. Listen, what LeBron, Bosch, and Wade did for this town is they turned it into a basketball down. It's that combined with the Dolphins have been so inept for so long and the Miami Hurricanes that they have turned this town into a, into a basketball town. The rest of the teams in this city stink. Marlins, Panthers, Dolphins, Canes, and you had those four years, magical years, uh, with the, with the big three. And so that's what you saw last night. You saw a town that's been turned into a basketball town. They love the Heat. Yeah, there's a team, there's a town that's yearning for something to get excited over. And the Heat, there was all sorts of excitement. Jimmy Butler, a lot of fans are sort of buying in on this blue collar work ethic team that's going to work their way, mm-hmm. hopefully, to an Eastern Conference Finals. And then the, uh, bizarre news that Jimmy Butler was missing out for personal reasons, unexpected. But Justice Winslow looks like a more mature player, someone that's ready to uh, take a leadership role, that someone that's sort of following in Jimmy Butler's footsteps, puts up a very impressive stat line and looks like he might have taken a leap in his progression. He still struggles to finish consistently. That's still a thing. Yeah, he's never going to finish those layups. He's going to get to the hoop at will almost sometimes <laughs> and then just no touch near the rim. It's just, you know, that's the part for me. Everyone always focused on his shooting. I said, the shooting's fine. I actually had one last night where the guy went under on the screen and he pulled up and nailed the three. I was like, well, 
look who's been working on if it. If you look at his stats, he's become a, a really dependable three-point shooter. Right, but it's just the finishing. It just kills me, man. He gets right to he's in front of the cup, and then he, he misses it in the weirdest ways. Mike, we, you and I were talking about Kendrick Nunn last night. Who is that? Remember the name. Yeah, no, I, I mean, he had 24 points last night, and I could not get to the waiver wire in my fantasy basketball league quick enough. Who is that guy? So apparently the Heat broadcasters were saying Kendrick Nunn was going to be starter regardless mm-hmm. of what happened with uh, Jimmy Butler. Uh, Dion Waiters and James Johnson, by the way, not at all missed. Not at all missed Inactive. yesterday. No. Yeah, Kendrick Nunn is an undrafted rookie. He scored 40 points in a preseason game against the Houston Rockets. He's been good in the summer league, so people that follow the summer league might be familiar yeah. with Kendrick Nunn. First game, first start, ho-hum 24 points. It's actually quiet. A quiet 24 points from him. I mean, it didn't feel quiet in the arena. It, people were going nuts because the guy just kept picking uh, Moran off and going back and dunking, and he's hitting threes. And he he, did, he had the the game that I think nationally people thought Tyler Hero was going to have. And Tyler had a solid game. It, it was it was a solid rookie debut. He had a nice his first shot was really nice. It was a little floater off the glass. He could play though, man. Who Tyler Hero? Yeah, he, he could can. Play. But I'm yeah. telling you, like Kendrick Nunn had the game that people thought Tyler Hero was going to have. Right. Like one of those, I'm here. Take notice of me in this rookie of the year conversation. No, but if I'm a Heat fan, I'm excited. Like, Hero did enough for me to continue to be excited about him, but here's this guy, none, out of nowhere that no one's ever heard of, and he puts up 24 points in the season opener. Like, to me, that's, that's super exciting for Heat fans. I, I don't know if Eastern Conference Finals, like Bill Simmons said, is a bit too lofty, but you got to give Pat Riley credit because he, through the draft, basically, and signing Jimmy Butler, uh, they have done a nice job of making this a competitive roster with Justice Winslow, with Bam. They have done a really nice job of turning this thing around pretty quickly. So within that has Bill Simmons saying they can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think Conference Finals a little too lofty because Milwaukee, that means you're going to beat either Milwaukee or Philadelphia. And that right now, that doesn't look likely. But the one thing is all of this is a direct reaction towards the exercising of he who shall not be named. Like, this is all, like, make Miami Heat basketball great again. Where let's go back to, you know, Zoe and, and P.J. Brown and all, all that kind of basketball here in Miami. Yeah, w- watching that as a Heat fan, it sort of screamed, oh, addition by subtraction. Look oh. how good they are from the free throw line now. Look at how often they're getting to the line. Look at all, <laughs> look at these closeouts. Look at Bam Adebayo rotating on defense. Look at how active they are. Forget how about free How can you cover throws. this much ground as a big man? Look at people care. Whiteside had 16 points and 19 rebounds for the Blazers last night. They lost the game, but Whiteside did have 16, 19, and two blocks. Yeah, he'll be there with the counting stats. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was talking to my guy who lost. Talking to my guy who's close well, Kyrie to Kyrie Irving, a 50-burger with a loss, a side of loss. You were talking to your guy? That's yes, right. <laughs> oh, Howard Beck? We're doing shit. No, no, no. I'm talk- you dropped that name four times hey, already. No, no, no. I was talking to Ethan Skolnick. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, no. The, uh, I was talking uh, separately to my guy who's very close to Portland, and he already hates Whiteside. <laughs> like it's, it's taken- that didn't take long. <laughs> So Business Insider, uh, they ask people to go out to a you know fast food restaurant and then send in their ratings for the best French fries. And I am outraged by this list. I really am. 3,000 people responded uh, to Business Insider, and here are the results. These are fast food chains, essentially. I mean, you have lived at fast food chains down here in South Florida. Have yeah. You yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. right within walking distance of my hotel. So I, I feel like I'm uniquely qualified to rank these. Where have you been the last couple of days? So I went to McDonald's last night, and two nights earlier, I went to Five Guys. And please don't send me a bunch of tweets about, like, oh, you're in Miami, one of the most da 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 I get it, but sometimes you just want something quick at the end of the oh, night. Right what are you talking about? You're living the dream, man. My wife would kill me. She doesn't have to know, Chris. <laughs> oh, trust me. Trust me. Trust me. You don't do it. They you know everything. Do, you don't do the on your way home. 
you get the secret meals. Yeah, we've done that. We've yeah. covered this. Yeah, yeah. I, I have secret meals all the time. Of course he does. Sometimes at Publix, get a little uh, Jamaican beef patty. So you're jealous of the life Amin has been living the last couple of days, yeah. really? Uh, number five, a tie. Okay. Okay. A tie here. I am outraged. I really am by this list. Burger King comes in at number five. You're going to come out with a list. No ties. How about that? Well, there's a tie here. Wendy's is tied for fifth with Burger King. I'll accept that. I like the Wendy's fries. I do. Fry. I yeah. like I like Wendy's fries. Burger King fries are no. Okay. They've always been a no. You do right. get that little secret onion ring, though. That's always good about it. Um, yeah, that's what's so clutch. If it's a Burger King with one onion ring, oh, that I makes love you that. Think, man, I should have ordered onion rings. Right. Then it cracks the top. They must do that on purpose because I've never had an order of fries without an onion ring. And if I get onion rings, there's always one fry. Here's the weird thing: is there any fast food establishment that does onion rings and fries? Since they cost the same, wow. Why don't they do that? I'm tweeting Burger King right now. That go. is a great idea. Uh, have you ever had the onion ring and and it was so good that you went back around to get another order of onion rings? Have sometimes, you ever done I ju- that? sometimes I just order a small onion ring and a small fry. Uh, just I mean, to have it. Like, yeah, just to have it, right? Just to be safe. Talking right? to. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. One of everything, please. Uh, number four on this list, curly fries from Arby's. Solid. I like it. Not wow. a fan. Mike doesn't seem to be a fan. Not my personal preference. All right. Also, if there's a tie at five, that means the next one is number three. Just throwing that up. Number three, Chick-fil-A waffle fries. Yeah, we can get five. Love it. Does. I mean. Nah, I, I think it's an overrated fry. You guys go ketchup or Chick-fil-A sauce when you have the Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. fry? Polynesian yeah. sauce. Polynesian, Polynesian wow. That's my brother right there. Good call. You're my brother. What a weird interaction. <laughs> Wow. Number two, Mike, McDonald's. Travesty. We're all shocked, right? What? Travesty. We are all shocked. Mickey D's. This is creme de la creme of French fries. This is who everybody's chasing. This is the ghost that everybody chases. Uh, Golden Arches. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, universally, I felt like that was number one. Always. On any one fry list of best fries, McDonald's fries, always number one. Now, question. While they are number one in my heart, have you ever been to certain McDonald's that you frequently uh, frequently frequent and you know that this one doesn't have the good fries? Like there's the several, you know, establishments where you're like, that's the McDonald's with the good fries. They've been left in the fryer just a little bit and they're just sitting around. They've been sitting around a little bit. I'm just saying that consistently the McDonald's on 34th always gets it wrong. (laughs) That's my that's my experience with Arby's. That's why I scoffed at it being on the list because the Arby's that's by my house, it, it just never seems like they're at the right temperature. I had the fries when they weren't salted. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Yeah. You okay? Yeah. It it brings bad, terrible memories for me. How are you at work right now? Mike is hugging, uh, and he should. Mike is hugging uh, Roy right now, consoling him, because that's tough, Roy. Unsalted McDonald's fries. Yep. I mean, we're sorry. (laughs) Which location? Someone should get fired for this. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Roy, do you have a location for us, please? I don't want anyone fired, but perhaps they'll bring over some fries. No, I do. <laughs> do you really? Yes. Someone uh, Roy, needs to pay. This is not right. Do we have a location, Roy? Do we have a location? No. No, no, no. it happens sporadically. An employee no, number, maybe? Mm-hmm. Anything? You have any information other than no salt? No. What more information do you no, want, no. Stugat? <laughs> I want to know who. Find the perpetrator. I'm, try- I'm trying to parlay it into fries, I mean. What do you mean? <laughs> Salted fries. Hey, by the way, <laughs> by the way, my, my, uh, my detente against a certain rideshare app it's still going on. I'm trying to pull us through God's here by complaining enough and hoping to get credit. I'm proud of you. I'm, you taught me well. Is it working? I mean, we let's... follow you on Twitter. We're, we're, <laughs> we're negotiating. Uh, number one, Mike. It's in my top five. It's certainly not number one. 
Five guys. Oh. Can you really get that outraged if it if they're in your top five? Yes, I'm I'm outraged that McDonald's is not number one because those are the best fries I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Period. Also, are you outraged? Good question. I am. It's an important follow up, Mike. I am, and I'll tell you why. I think that Five Guys bought votes. Here's how: not with money, but Five Guys does this little trick that I gotta admit it's pretty it's pretty catchy. You get your order of fries. Say, I want the little, the small size. It's a small cup. And they fill your cup up with fries, but then they scoop an extra scoop and just throw it in the bag with everything else you got in there. So you almost get a double order of fries when you order five guys. I feel like people were swayed by that. Now, I kind of agree. I and I, This is a little out of character for me, but I feel like that makes the bag. It's just so greasy, those bags, right. because of that. <laughs> and by the way, Anthony brings up a good point back here. If you're going to go fries at five guys, you got to go Cajun, by the way. Always go Cajun. Wow. I mean, you love the grease on the bottom of that bag, don't you? I think but I, it needs to be double bagged or something. No. You, you, the grease starts seeping through, no. and all of a sudden you got a bag, and it's really wet. Chris, let me tell you something. There's no greater compliment in the culinary world than to hold up a brown paper bag and see right through it. Because the grease made it transparent. Yeah, I call it the Fresh Prince rule because that happens with Philly cheesesteaks. There it is. Speaking of grease, uh, Billy's been wearing me out about Dwayne Bacon. I'm so (laughs) conflicted. Now that's a guy who's got some sizzle. Yeah! You've won today. (laughs) I got a big fight with Inferno because I wanted Bacon in the draft and he didn't take him and Bacon went for 22 last night. Billy wants him. Yeah, I mean, you know basketball. Should I get Bacon? (laughs) Should he? Is this the sentimental pick that you wanted to avoid? Now I'll want some french fries. On the way home, I'm going to have to stop at either Burger Fi or maybe go to Titanic Brewing by the University of Miami. Get some fries in my life. Thank you, Dan Lobatard Show, for that. Coming up next, Stephen A. Smith. He's answering the phones on the Best of the Joe Show. Yes, indeed, it is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I'm Dan Day. My Twitter handle is at Dan Day Radio. Oftentimes, I put up some hashtag day spa tweets that'll always make you kind of smile, I hope, or maybe freak you out. Either way, they're doing their job. So check it out, at Dan Day Radio on Twitter. Stephen A. Smith, always doing his job, but he's a man of the people. That's why he takes calls and talks about the Clippers, Lakers, Rivalry slash not rivalry. Hey, just wanted to let you know real quick. I love the show, but in this case, I usually agree with you 90, 95% of the time, but this man, my man, I have to disagree. How is the Clippers and the Lakers a rivalry? And let me, just hear me out, please, just hear me out. You got the Yankees and the Red Sox. That's a rivalry because of the whole history and everything and what's been going on. Packers, Bears, why do you look at it as the Lakers Clippers as a rival? Because they haven't really done anything. You have to wait at least maybe a first, year, first, two first, years. First, first of all, let me tell you what's idiotic about what you're saying. Okay, who defines what a rivalry is? The fans. Thank you. So my point to you is all of that other stuff you're bringing up means nothing. It's what matters to us. Don't let no athlete come and tell you what a rivalry is and what is it. That, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Work with me here for a second, Manny. Who's your favorite team? Uh, what sport are we talking? Uh, basketball. Okay. Knicks, of course, unfortunately. Okay. okay, okay. okay. So, 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 oh, damn. Knicks, bad example. Give me another one. It's football. <laughs> I'm sorry. Football. I'm sorry, Stephen. Hey, I had football. to. Football. Football. Giants. Okay. So let me ask you this question, okay? Now, the Giants have been irrelevant for the last few years, wouldn't you say? Yes, they have. Dallas hasn't, wouldn't you say? Correct. So Dallas rolls up into MetLife Stadium to play the Giants, right? Okay. You brave New York or New Jersey traffic, wherever you are. You drive, you pay for your parking. You're one of 60,000, 70,000 people that walk into MetLife Stadium, right? Because you hyped about seeing this game, right, Manny? Yes, of course. All right, say with me, say with me. Saquon Barkley tells you, 
man, it ain't really that important. It's just another game. How you feel about that? No, I wouldn't like that. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is that's our that, that's our decision. It's your decision to gra- as a, as an athlete to gravitate to what the fans find important because they're the ones paying to walk through the turnstiles. Let me ask you this question: Do you think that LeBron James wanted to show up to the Staples Center last uh, Tuesday night and nobody be there? Do you think he wanted that? No, I don't think do he you, did. Do you think he would have preferred to walk into the Staples Center to see an empty arena and he playing against Kawhi and the Clippers like they in an empty gymnasium during the summertime? You think that's what he wanted? No. So then why are you downplaying the competition? Why you why, why you act? No, I didn't say you. I didn't say, I'm not accusing you of that, Manny. I'm saying, why you LeBron and you acting like, ah, oh, you know what? So what? They the Clippers. So what? It's Kawhi. Ain't no big deal. Why? Why are you doing that? But Stephen A., this is all I want to say. I would, I would, I would be at least not that premature and say, let's see what the Clippers do in a year from now. Just like what Toronto did. He, he got a championship. No, with no, them. no, 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 They're no, 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 no. You know why we can't do that? You want me to tell you who didn't do that? What? Did the NBA do that? They were the opening night entree. Did TNT do that? They brought the whole crew here and outside in LA Live with thousands of people surrounding their game set, their game, uh, their, 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 you know, their game set, uh, uh, makeup. There was all those people out there. Did that look like just another game to you? But Stephen A., this is what I want to say. You can't look at it that way. You got to say, okay, yes, I can. who is, you got to say, who is the better team? You can't say, no, 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 no. Competition, rivalries, it's not about who's the better team. It's about the relevancy of both teams. If you relevant, it matters. These are the two title contenders. Both of them can't win. Somebody's going to lose. Both of them could potentially get knocked off by a Portland, by a Houston, by a Denver. That ain't the point. It's the start of the season. Adam Silver was hype. Stephen A was hype. And if you telling the truth, you were hype. Kawhi Leonard damn sure was hype. Doc Rivers and the Clippers was hype. I was just with Steve Ballmer, the owner for the Clippers yesterday. I can promise you he was hyped. And LeBron ain't, ain't a big deal. Ain't a big deal. After you lost. Now, I can assure you LeBron didn't look like that in warm-ups when he was all intense and focused on that layup line, when he was screaming after the national anthem, let's go. I can assure you LeBron James wasn't, it, it, it was, it was, it wasn't a small deal at that moment. So I don't want to hear that afterwards. What I'm saying is when Kawhi is sitting there and he's busting your living butt, whoever you may be, cause I'm not saying that just happened to LeBron. The king should respond. The moment. See, this is what makes you. Did you remember Manny when we were? Did you watch Kobe and some little interview that he did? I don't say little interview, but he was on a stage just a few weeks ago, and he was talking about how he had back spasms that was really, really bothering him, Manny. But everybody had been talking about Vince Carter and how Vince Carter was the truth, and what Kobe said. Oh, my back ain't hurting today. I remember that. That's what I'm talking about, Manny. We can't have fans like you and other people letting those athletes off the hook from that kind of mentality while you asking for our money as patrons to come and subsidize you. You got to give it to us, man. You can't do that. Listen to this. I'm not running on emotion. I'm just running on mere facts that is premature to say the Lakers and Clippers is a rivalry. So, 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 so the Clippers being in town right now, do you consider, let me ask you a question and then I got to go and just answer the question. Two questions. Do you consider the Clippers a title contender right now? Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Do you consider the Lakers a title contender? Yes, I do. Do they play in the same town? Yes, they do. Do they play in the same arena? Yes, they do. Can both of them win the title? No, they can't. Only That's one a rivalry. Win. Have a nice day. Gordon, you're live with Stephen A. I don't understand you people. What, what part am I, am I speaking gibberish? Go ahead, Gordon.
Oh, uh, yes. How you doing, Stephen? I love your show. Ah! Go, thank you. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a lifelong, lifelong, lifelong Knicks fan, and I'm always and I was just wondering when did the Nets become the gold standard for the for the NBA? Because outside of last year, barely squeaking into the playoffs, the Knicks and Nets have basically the same record in the last decade. So I just want to, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out when. Nobody ever said anything about the Nets being the gold standard. Where the hell did you hear that? I just feel like like it's like Trinity. Don't give me what your feelings are. You said. You made a statement, and I'm telling you that's factually incorrect. Nobody has said the Nets are the gold standard. We don't even have them labeled as title contenders yet. We okay. just know we just know that they took New York from the Knicks because they got KD and Kyrie when they were supposed to both go to the Knicks. That's what we said. We ain't say nothing else about the Brooklyn Nets. And I see, and they took so the Nets are supposed to be the, the talk of the town, but the Knicks still get the back page even with the opening day. Um, R.J. Barrett. Was the, was well, let me ask you, well, can, I say this, well, can I say this to you? Okay. Those back pages didn't do their job today. And I'm a fan of all the New York papers, from the New York Daily News to the New York Post and the New York Times. But if that, I'm in L.A. right now, so I didn't see that back page. If that is the truth, they did not do their job today. There is no way in hell that today, after Kyrie's performance at the Barclays Center last night, that the New York Knicks should have been the back page instead of Kyrie Irving. That is that is that is flat out false. That should well, not have happened. I know that if I was an editor, that Kyrie would have been my back page before R.J. Barrett. I can tell you that right now. And then, yeah, oh, I got you. Cool. Have a nice day. That's it for the best of the Joe Show. We've run back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Have the Joe Rose Show that you hear weekday mornings here on 560 The Joe, talking to John Arfordal. Then the Dan Lebitard Show. You can hear him from 10 to 1 right here, talking about those top five French fries. Oh, I'm so hungry, plus the heat, winning and being a blue-collar team. Then Stephen A. Smith, he's from 1 to 3 weekdays. And he took some callers earlier that we played back and enjoyed that very much. If you enjoy the best of the Joe show, you can download the podcast or any of the podcasts from this radio station, wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free, the radio.com app for absolutely free, or you can go to our website, WQAM for absolutely free. Go ahead, download the podcast and relive the glory that is the best of the Joe show. I am going to get out of here. Like I said, I am heading over to Dania Beach Thursday nights. I host trivia night at Dockers. Come on by. Drink some beer, play some trivia, gain some knowledge, maybe even win some gift cards. If not, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock Eastern Time, right here on 560 The Joe. It is the best of The Joe Show. Later, slug. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.